All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to the Rio's Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here with Jacob Kamaker. He's back. And Nathan Britton. I feel like we've been due for this a long time. We're going to do a schedule prediction, kind of like what they do on NFL Network. We don't have any uh, suits or fancy touchscreens, though. We're just going to be speaking our minds. Nathan, I feel like I always start with Jacob first, so I, I got to give you some preference here. It's The floor is yours to start. How do you think the Redskins are going to do this season? So starting with Game 1, Week 1, at Arizona. I think we're going to start this year strong. I think we're going to come out 1-0 from that game. Arizona is kind of in between that rebuild and, you know, a few years ago being really, really good. I think that if they can shut down David Johnson, I don't see I don't see Sam Bradford being able to beat us over the top. I think we'll come out of there. Week 2 against the Indianapolis Colts, I think that's an easy win. That team is terrible without Andrew Luck, and they're not going to be much better with him. He's good, but I don't think Andrew Luck, who's still throwing high school footballs, is going to be able to come out and beat us. <laughs> Green Bay, week three, I see that as a loss. Aaron Rodgers at the top of his game, so that one's going to be tough. Then we have week four, bye week, we should win that one. God forbid (laughs) Alex Smith or someone tears an ACL. Week five against the Saints, that's a toss-up. I think we're going to lose that one because I just don't see Alex Smith as ready to get into a quarterback competition with Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is going to outduel him when it comes down to it. So if they can kind of shut everything down and the defense can really step up and shut Drew Brees down, I think maybe we squeeze it out, but I can't see them not teeing off on us. Week six against the Carolina Panthers, Paw Patrol's favorite quarterback, Cam Newton. <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I see us winning that one. Cam Newton, don't see him getting back to that MVP season form. And I think that this defense is going to be able to take advantage of that. If, if they can shut him down with Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, I don't think he's going to be able to beat us to the air, especially if we have DJ Swanger, Monte Nicholson healthy. Josh Norman looks like his old self. Week seven, our first game against the Dallas Cowboys. I think we're going to win that one. I don't see Dallas as being very good this year. They're very dependent on Zeke getting going with our new improved front seven. I think that we should be able to keep him in check. We're not, I don't think we'll shut him down by any means, but I think we'll be able to keep him in check, put the game more on Dak Prescott's shoulders. I just don't see him as the guy that's going to go out and lead. I mean, maybe he takes that step this year, but from what I saw last year without Zeke, I don't see them as a threat. We gave at the Giants. I'm going to say we lose that one. Going up to New York, it's always going to be tough. That team is only, like I said, that team's only a couple years removed from being really, really good. Eli Manning's not great, but he's going to be able to get the job done if you let him. Odell Beckham, assumedly, would be healthy. Evan Ingram's a very good weapon they have. Saquon Barkley just signed a massive deal today. They're going to try to get him going. So I think we go and we lose that one in a shootout. Week 9 against the Atlanta Falcons, I think we lose that one. That team, again, that's another team that any given year they can go make a run of the Super Bowl. Julio Jones, best receiver in the league. Calvin Ridley, a nice weapon for Matt Ryan to throw to. You have Matt Ryan, you have that two-headed monster in the backfield, plus that defense is very dang good. Week 10 against Tampa Bay, I think we win that one. Who knows if Jamie Winston's going to be playing this whole season. Who knows if he's going to be good. I think that team is very beatable. Houston, Texas, I actually think we lose this one. Let's assume J.J. Watson is healthy. That defense is very, very good. Yeah. And if Deshaun Watson could come back, and by week 11, you got to think he's going to be back to his old self. He's going to be running over the place, throwing the ball all the way downfield. Week 12 at Dallas. I'm going to say we sweep them this year. Uh, I can just see that one going the other way. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I'm not a Dallas fan. And, I agree, honestly. Their team is yeah. not great. I mean, yeah, they, they I got really some pieces on offense. Their offensive line is still great, but that defense has some holes. And I think a team like Washington, the roster is pretty solid in Washington. So I feel like that's a team we could definitely sweep. It would be close, though, because we always play close with Dallas. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. They don't have any receivers. And again, that defense is bad. It's going to come down to Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott. And if you can control Zeke, Dak's not going to be able to go out there and do it. Week 13 against the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to the link. 
I think that's a loss. Carson Wentz is going to be back doing his thing. That defense is still pretty good. Doug Peterson's a great coach. They got some weapons outside. I think that's a loss. Week 14 against the Giants, we're going to win that one. They're not going to beat us twice this year. Week 15 against Jacksonville, that's a loss. I, I think that team's very good, and I really think that team has a chance to actually beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship this year and go on to contend for a title. Unless Blake Bortles is just really, really, really bad and Leonard Fournette can't get going, I, I think that team, I think they're going to beat us. Week 16 against the Titans, I think we get that one locked up. I'm not a fan of Marcus Mariotti. He hasn't shown me anything yet. The defense is okay, but I, I think Darius Geis, Alex Smith will be able to go out there and do what they need to do to win the game. Plus, our defense will be able to shut Mariotta down, make him use his arm, which he's shown that he, he's shown flashes, but he hasn't been consistent enough for me to believe that they're a real threat to us. And week 17 against the Eagles, I do think they sweep us. Carson Wentz is just, he's one of the best in the league already. And if he can stay healthy, man, I mean, that's that's dangerous. So what is that? What is that tally to, Jacob? I believe that is going to be an eight and eight season from Nathan Britt. That's exactly how I uh, thought the season was going to go for us. Give or take a game, either way, I think about five hundred is right where we're going to be at. Eight and eight, dang man. You see, I don't know how I feel about that because it's not unreasonable. That's like about as reasonable as you can get for the Redskins, honestly. Because the last few years, that's kind of been—it's always a safe bet. You had them going three and three in the NFC East. Losing. That's what the sweep of Dallas. Sweeping Dallas, being swept by Philly, and splitting with the Giants. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's going to be big, because last year, didn't they go 1-5 and five in the NFC East or something? Five, yeah, so. they, yeah. Swept by, definitely the Eagles, split with the Giants, and I think they were swept by the Cowboys. Too. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Any schedule predictions this year are going to start with the NFC East because it's such a weird division. I mean, the Eagles are coming back. They're going to still be the team to beat. The Giants, though, a lot of turnover there. They just paid Saquon Barkley like $9 million a year, so that's interesting. I think Fourth I, highest paid running back in the league. Fourth highest snap. as a rookie. I mean, I was all for uh, drafting Darius Geis in round one, you know, because of his talent. But after seeing that price tag, kind of made me rethink that. I was like, you know, I don't know if that would have been the optimum situation. So it's a good thing that he slipped to us, but something to think about. But that well, team, you know, the Redskins are the reason that that happened. They yeah. played that game with Kirk Cousins, allowed him to go out get a fully guaranteed contract. That's what it's going to be here in the future. The Redskins have screwed up for everybody, I think. <laughs> well, that's actually rookie contracts in the new CBA, I believe, are mostly, if not all, fully guaranteed. Are um, they? Yeah, it's, it's part of the negotiations. To avoid the massive deals that guys like Bradford got as a rookie playing like without playing a snap earning like 150 million they made them fully guaranteed but capped the amount they could get based on draft slot that makes sense so instead of incentives yeah. yeah okay that makes sense but yeah back to the point the giants are i don't know it's kind of a weird team i mean the secondary janoris jenkins i, I think jenkins is still a high level starter at corner i mean i know people were saying he had a bad year last year but I think he'll fill in. Eli Apple is what worries me there. They got Sam Beal, too. That's going to be something to watch. Front seven's pretty good. The linebackers is still an issue for them, though. I just don't I don't see their defenses well-rounded enough. You know, I think we can easily take that team. I'm hesitant to say we'll sweep them because the Giants always seem to have our number, you know, on random occasions. So, I don't know. I mean, we swept them last year, but. Uh, if I can jump in here, for my schedule compared to Nathan's, I have them going 10-6. and six. I ranked the most difficult matchups of the year earlier in the season on Rico's Rag. And so pretty much how I divvied up on the schedule was Redskins are going to win the 10 easiest games or easier games and then lose the six harder games. 
I have them sweeping the Giants, since we're talking about the NFC East. I have them sweeping the Giants, splitting with the Cowboys. And then I'm very torn on whether or not they'll be swept by the Eagles. It all depends on whether or not Philadelphia is going to be playing for anything in Week 18, or if Washington is for that matter. So that game's impossible to predict, but I have them splitting with the Eagles right now, winning in Week 17 if they need to get into the playoffs. So I think they could do some damage in the NFC East this year, but I don't think sweeping the Cowboys is a lock because, I mean, the Cowboys always play us hard too, like you said with the Giants. It's that rivalry factor. So I think they're going to have a really tough time winning on the road in um, Week 12. So Yeah, I agree. I think... I had uh, sweeping the Cowboys, splitting with the Giants. I think that could easily get flip-flopped, and, and we could sweep the Giants and split with the Cowboys. If Philly has anything to play for in Week 17, I didn't even consider that when I was giving my ranking. Let's assume that they're going to win the division, and they're going to be one of the higher seeds, and they're not going to be playing for anything. That rivalry factor that Doug Peterson will try to start us out there for you know a quarter, maybe two, maybe for the first half, to go out and just try to win the game early, and then put everything on cruise control from there. But I could be wrong, and we could end up splitting with them out of uh, they don't have anything to play for type deal. So I guess I could see us getting to ten and six or, or nine and seven or whatever that brings it to. In the NFC East, I think I have us splitting the Eagles. There's a lot to play out with that argument because in week seventeen, you know, like Jacob said, are they sitting their starters? Because everyone has the Eagles kind of running away with the NFC East and then God knows what's happening behind them, but if week seventeen comes and the Eagles are twelve and three or eleven and four, I think that's a home game for Washington too, right? Yes, it is a home game. Yeah, so at home, I mean, we saw what the Redskins did last time. They had a home game to clinch a playoff berth, but things are different now. Roster is definitely stronger, and you know, I don't want to say Alex Smith is you know more reliable than Kirk Cousins when it comes to that, but he has made the playoffs uh, a lot. You know, he made it all years, but one in Kansas City. So I mean, I think he's kind of a safe bet. You can put the game on his shoulders or something, and with our defense, you know, not as much pressure would be on his shoulders in that scenario. So I have a splitting the Eagles and uh, splitting the Giants and sweeping the Cowboys. Like I said, I don't really like the Cowboys roster, and I think uh, I think we'll play them hard this year. That's just my take, though. If I had to choose between the Giants and Cowboys, I'd choose the Giants just because I think they got a little more depth. But the NFC East is always tough, so we can debate all day, but it's really unpredictable. It's like college football sometimes. It's crazy. You just don't know what's going to happen. When I look at schedules, or at least how I do it, is I look at it in four-game chunks because that tends to be like a month-by-month thing. I'm just curious as to what you guys think is going to be the most difficult stretch in the schedule and what's going to be the easiest. Because in looking at like the first month of the season for the Redskins, the first four or five weeks, they have two of their easiest opponents to start the year oh, in yeah. Arizona and Indianapolis. So I think they have a good chance to start really strong especially if they can beat one of Green Bay or New Orleans. So I'm looking at that, and I'm saying if they start strong, they're in good shape. And if they drop a game to Arizona or Indy, they might be in trouble. There are a few games on the schedule that are kind of like, those are kind of like the toss-up games where you think they could decide the season, you know? Like, I feel like Green Bay is one of those games. Because in all honesty, the Redskins could come out of week one and two with two wins, like you said. I mean, the Cardinals... The Cardinals are a decent team. They went 8-8 eight eight last year with a lot of adversity uh, facing them. But new head coach, uh, new quarterback, uh, their offensive line still isn't great. Defense still has some holes. So I think our roster's safely better. The Colts, Andrew Luck's coming back. But I'm hesitant to commit to him leading them to a win. You know, carrying them on his back after he's been gone for so long. I mean, I know. I know he's a great quarterback and... 
you know, he, he probably won't need much time to get acclimated to the game again, but I see us winning that too. So you've got toss-up games like the Packers and the Panthers and the Falcons and the Titans, you know, those are games where we could have a fighting chance, but it's not going to be easy. Those games could be the difference between a playoff berth and you're sitting at home in January. So looking at your month argument, our final stretch is not easy. I mean, the Eagles in week 17, Jaguars are a tough team. Uh, the Giants are going to play us tough. And the Titans with uh, Matt LaFleur as their offensive coordinator, I think he can unlock some stuff for Marcus Mariota. And they got a lot of weapons. Deion Lewis is a shifty back. You know, he's a guy who can add some versatility. So they got a lot of weapons. And we're playing at the Titans. So that's that's a game I'm kind of scared for. I think we can pull it out. But it's kind of one of my danger games because that's in a crucial point on, in the season. And that, that might be a game we need to win. Yeah, and going with both of your points, it's very important that they start off 2-0, and if they can go into the bye week at 3-0, and maybe they steal one from Green Bay, or, or they go in 2-1 and and come out and, and steal one from the Saints, that that could be huge, because even at your point you just made, I mean, there's a very real chance that they go 0-4, 1-3 down the stretch there, and if you're fighting for your playoff life, life you gotta you got to put one or two in the bank earlier in the season, so I, I really think that Week three and week five, you, you have to find a way to win one of those games. It can't be the Saints game uh, from, I believe it was last year, when they had the 15-point lead and they let that go in the last, what, three minutes? Yeah, um, six minutes they blew that lead. Yeah. you you got you to find a way to pull one of those two out, if not both of them. I don't think they're going to start the year off 4-0. I just, I just don't see that with this team. Uh I, I do think three and one going into week six with the Panthers is a very real possibility. But then you got you gotta cash in with the Panthers. You gotta you know split. You have to at least split with Dallas. It'd be nice to get the one at uh, home with them. And then one thing I worry about too is we talk about you know we 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 have a little bit of trust in Alex Smith to go out there and win a game. And, and I'm not trying to brag on Alex Smith at all. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's gonna do just fine. I think that. If we took a step back, it's microscopic. If we took a step forward, it's, you know, microscopic either way. I think that him and Kirk Cousins are going to be able to do a lot of the same things. Uh, but what I worry about is, look at him last year with their success and they went to the playoffs. They had the league's leading rusher. We have Darius Geis, and you know me, I'm a huge Darius Geis guy, and I think he's going to be able to help this running game a lot. But he is unproven. Though. It's not all of the running backs we had. I mean, yeah. it's it's systematic with our head coach. He has never been able to run the ball and, and he abandons the run too i mean you know so it, uh, you know, I, the, I don't know I mean, to that point though andy reed also frequently abandons the run so the thing uh, with gruden the thing with gruden is that i thought there were times where he ran too much on first down so i don't think you know i think to me what it looked like last year is you know we had samaj p ryan and rob kelly you know they're decent backups you know they're depth guys who can come in and change the pace but they're not your workhorse they're not your guys where you're like hey we can kind of carry our run game with these guys so he's putting them in with an injured offensive line trying to uh yeah. restore that commitment to the run so the i've i've heard i've seen posts you know you don't need to have a good run offense to sell the run and so i feel like he committed a little bit too much to doing that on first downs last year i thought he was too predictable but uh really i mean you don't always have a choice. And I'm not saying Gruden's perfect in that regard. And I think this year with Geis as the talent in the backfield will be better, but uh, it's going to be that, – that, that's the issue, uh, finding balance. And even even if you're trying to do that, it's not always easy because the defense is always working against you. 
So they're going to have to make those adjust- adjustments with the new pieces in place for sure. I agree, but let's let's look at it this way. Let's say, you know, you, you know, going into week 11, let's just say, where the game's starting to count, you have your legitimate chance these last few weeks to get. Do you think the run game, with the addition of Gary, Darius Geis alone, let's say Jay Gruden hasn't changed, maybe he's a little bit less predictable on first down, do you think it's enough of an upgrade for them to go against the the Houston defense, against the Philly line, against Jacksonville, against Titans? I don't know. I don't know if this team is going to be necessarily that much better running the ball to where when it comes down the stretch that matters i mean your last two your last three you have jaguars who are going to play you tough you're going to have their defense the titans, is great who are probably, the titans are yeah the titans are probably going to be trying to fight for their playoffs so they're going to play you tough and then week 17 against philly you know they could have it wrapped up they could be fighting too you know you never know what's going to happen so your final three games really they're going to become actually full bore and and are we are we going to have enough cashed in with the running game or we, to where we can let Darius guys go or as Alex Smith going to have to go out there and win you two of those three games. Cause I don't, I don't know if he can, I really don't. Um, nothing against him. I don't think, I don't think Kirk Cousins go out there win two of those three games again. You know what I mean? It's, it's tough. So it's going to be huge for, for this team to cash in where it counts. I mean, you, when you got an opponent that's treading water, you gotta, you gotta finish them all. Yeah. And that's obviously a great point. And like, you know, there there are going to be questions about the running game until we see it um, on the field, actually. And uh, I, I think you have a point there, Nathan, but I'm, I'm not convinced that uh, Gruden is going to make Darius Geis necessarily worse than Geis is supposed to be. I'm also not completely sold on Geis having a breakout rookie season, but that's a debate for another day. Um, getting back to the schedule aspect, um, I'm, I'm thinking – I'm just thinking for a minute about He's what, what is going to be like the turning point game of the year. And like we talked a little bit about this earlier, but I think it's going to be that Packers game in week three. Like that's going to be a really good barometer of what this team is able to do. Cause think about the Oakland Raiders game last year, early in the season home game against a team that the Redskins aren't expected to beat. And granted the Raiders weren't as good as everyone pegged them to be. But the Redskins had a huge defensive statement, locked up that offense, and won that game. That really gave fans a good feeling before all the injuries took their toll. I think Green Bay could end up being a similar opponent to Oakland. They obviously have a better quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, but they still have a uh, mishmash of pieces on defense, and they don't have that cohesive unit yet. They lost their best, won their best safeties in Morgan Burnett this offseason. They've added a bunch of rookies in Muhammad Wilkerson. But I, I just don't know if Mike Pettin's defense is going to be in that great a shape by that point. So even if it becomes a shootout with the Packers, I think that the Skins still have a chance to win that game. And if they do and start the year 3-0, and that would really give them a leg up on the playoff race. Um, yeah. Any games you see similar to that on the schedule or your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that... that- that Packers game is going to be huge because it is one of those ones that can go either way. That's really where I think I think that's one of those games where, depending on how it goes, you're going to see, you know, Alex Smith's real impact of this team because if he goes out there and wins that game, you're going to be you're going to feel really good about the remainder of the season. If they go out there and, and he just looks bad, which I don't, I don't think he will, but if he goes out there and maybe he has a, a crucial turnover in you know key point of the game, you're, you're going to start to worry a little bit. My my turning point game, I have two that it could be. I think week nine against the Falcons 
in week 11 against Houston. I think if you can win one of those games, I think that's going to be huge for you because both of those teams are teams that you could find in, you know, fighting for uh, a conference championship, maybe trying to get to the Super Bowl in Falcons case again. Uh, If you can go out there, you can win one of those games. I think that'd be huge. I think that one of those would be kind of like the, the, uh, the Raiders games because you know you're not expected to win one or both even if you're you know you're not expected to win both if one of them and if you can go out there and kind of just shock everybody again I think it would probably be against Houston because who knows if you know Bill O'Brien's gonna have a job at the end of the season with how he's done but I really think that that start your your down the stretch run it would be huge to get that momentum in your favor the only the only thing I'm gonna kind of address both uh the, talked about the Packers Jacob uh the only reservation I have with that one is it's right before the bye week and you know bye weeks are kind of weird you know just like if a team needs to recuperate kind of uh restore their health from injuries the bye weeks can help them with that but if they're coming off uh three wins you know if they manage to beat the Packers you know bye weeks can kind of kill momentum too so I'm, you know, it's just something that happens sometimes. I don't know why it does, but, you know, you kind of get, you kind of relax a little bit over the ensuing week. And, you know, I can't call that a turning point. I will call my turning point is the uh, Saints game, personally, coming off of the bye week. Because uh, let's say they do go 3-0 and and they had some momentum. That game, it's a primetime game. It's at the Saints, rematch of last year's heartbreaker. Uh if they can go in there and win against the Saints team that was a Super Bowl contender last year, you know, they were they were really close. You know, they played the Vikings down to the wire. They had all the pieces. Drew Brees, a young, exciting defense with guys like Marshawn Ladmore, Sheldon Rankins. You know, they had all the pieces. Alvin Kamara on offense, offensive player of the year, r- rookie of the year. Um, but that was a game that the Redskins, with all their injuries, almost had in the bag and they let it slip. So if they can get that this year, I feel like the Saints are they're better than the Redskins next four opponents at least or three opponents, the Panthers, you know, I think the Saints are a little bit better than them. So you carry the momentum, you got a home game against the Panthers, you're feeling good, home game against the Cowboys, feeling really good, and then you get to the Giants, I mean at that point, you know, it's a familiar opponent and you've got momentum. I'm not saying the Redskins are going to start 6 and 0, but that Saints game, if they come out of the bye week, Three and zero, or two and one, or one and two. No matter what, I feel like that Saints game can give them a clean slate, or it can help compound the momentum. That's my take, and I think it can really help them slingshot. So that's I like that game, but uh, after that, it's definitely a long, grueling season ahead. So they got to stay the course. Yeah, that early bye early bye weeks always scare me. I last know. year it worked out. It worked out in our favor last year, in that they had people that needed to nurse injuries, but then they just got more injuries. So. That early buy is definitely scary, but that New Orleans game's also obviously going to be a turning point because if they can win on the road in the Superdome in a primetime Monday night game, that's going to be huge for the team. I don't see that happening, which is why I don't have that as my potential turning point game. Um, I just think that's going to be too difficult because Mark Ingram will also be back for that game after being suspended for the first four of the season. So he's going to have fresh legs and come on and he'll want to get going and Kamara and Breeze and all that offensive weaponry is just so hard to contain. Um, I think um, another thing to look at in terms of like the schedule is games that could get overlooked. 
And Nathan, I think one of your turning point games is the Texans game. And I agree with that. I think the Texans are going to be a really hard opponent this year. But that game is on Sunday, November 18th. And then Thursday, November 22nd, so just a few days later, the Redskins are going to be playing the, the Cowboys in Dallas on Thanksgiving. I would be a bit worried about that game specifically, the Texans game, that the Redskins players may be looking ahead too much to that matchup with Dallas because of the rivalry factor, especially coming off of what I assume will be a win over Dirk Cutter's hapless Bucks. <laughs> so I think that I think that Texans game is going to be really important for a multitude of reasons. And um, I think that factor that it could get a little overlooked in the schedule is definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I agree. I I don't know, man. It's it's tough. <laughs> when you play those Sunday to Thursday games, it's real real tough, especially with a division rival as your as your team are going up against. Because you are going to be looking. At, you they'll they'll sit there and they'll tell you into the microphones that they're not they're focused on Sunday and all that good stuff. They're looking ahead to playing on Thanksgiving, going down to Dallas, and you know maybe sweeping it, maybe trying to not get swept. So it'll be interesting. And I just think that. With that Texas team, they are a very good opponent as of right now. But 11 weeks into the season, who knows where J.J. Watt's going to be? Who knows if Bill O'Brien's going to have a job? Who knows if Deshaun Watson is going to come back and be himself? Is he going to get hurt again? If they're kind of going to maybe have that, that Colin Kaepernick RG3 effect where they kind of figure the legs out and make him work it with his arm if he's not developed to that point yet. So I think that that game is going to be one that if everything is going well for them, then it's going to be it's huge game for the Redskins to, to kind of cash in on. You know, if they're kind of struggling a little bit, I think it's a you know one of those must wins. So down when you have that rough stretch the final four weeks, you have that kind of in your back pocket to hold on to. Yeah, for sure. Now let's uh, we'll kind of pivot here, Nathan. Your final record was eight and eight for this season for the Redskins. Yes, eight and eight. I could see us going seven and nine. I could see us going nine and seven, maybe getting to ten and six if they really steal one from you know an unlikely team. All right, and Jacob, you said ten and six. Yeah, I have 10 and 6. I think that they're going to have a chance for double-digit wins. They have probably seven really tough opponents. It's impossible to know what that last week game against the Eagles is going to look like. I mean, it's impossible to know what a lot of this is going to look like. But I see them getting to 10 wins, possibly. Uh, Alex Smith is steady enough and doesn't make any mistakes that they should be able to use their efficiency to take down some of their tougher opponents. All right, cool. I have not given my record yet, so quickly we're almost out of time. I'm just going to do a speed run here. Uh, win against – spoiler alert, it's 16-0. No, just kidding. Uh, but we're going to do a speed run here. Uh, I think they win against the Cardinals, win against the Colts. I'm going to say it's at home against the Packers. Packers are kind of still meshing, so we can steal that one. I'm going with the loss against the Saints. We're at 3-1. and one. They win against the Panthers, sweeping the Cowboys, so we're at 4-2. and two, Or – Wait, you sweeping the? You'll be at five and one. Five and one, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, Giants, I have us kind of splitting them, so we're at six and two there. Beating the Falcons at home, I'm gonna say. Okay. Beating the Falcons, the Falcons are one of those teams where they can just lose one on you, and you don't you don't understand it, but it just happens. Fitz magic. factor. <laughs> yeah, Fitz magic. Not gonna be magical enough. Uh, they lose that one. The Bucks lose that one. Dirk Cutter is also kind of bad. Texans. I see we lose that one. What are we at now? I lost count. Something like seven and three. Yeah, I lost count, but I it's seven and three. I got seven you. and three. All right, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna say they split the Eagles. I think that week 17 game, 
must win. I think Alex will pull it out. So we're eight and four now. I'm going to go 10 and six. I'm going to go 10 and six. What Jacob said, I think they're a team that can compete, but they're going to lose a couple that they could win. It's going to be a lot of games on the fence. And this Redskins team, we haven't really brought this up yet, but this the, the possible range is huge. And I know I think I think Tony Wheat wrote an article on that, but this team is so unpredictable. They could honestly go five and eleven. They could go twelve and four. No one knows what's going to happen. It's going to be insane. I'm I'm pretty excited for this season. Yeah, it should definitely be a good one. I mean, on average, they'll finish at five hundred, but it could be anything in those windows. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Unfortunately, guys, we are out of time. Time kind of flies when you're talking about this stuff. You know, get excited talking about the season. Don't worry, it's right around the corner. I think four days until training camp, and then from then on few weeks until preseason preseason four weeks you get a special glimpse at football and then we're on to the regular season it's coming it's not here yet but it's coming thanks guys for listening hey, wait guys before we go before, before we, go, we go real quick trey coin redskins odd sharks redskins seven wins are the over under i just want to say that i am closest so if they hit the I think if they hit the under on 10 and 6, Ian, I think you should get a Trey Quinn season tattoo somewhere on you. Real oh, okay. small. Okay, okay. A, yeah. Real, um, real little, maybe on your foot, just hashtag Trey Quinn. Hashtag Z-N. Trey Quinn. Oh, my goodness. I guess we will We'll have to make a poll. Should Ian do it? No, I don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes or yes. You know people are going to say, yeah, people love it. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll love it, man, for the rest of my <laughs> life. But, hey, hey, that's for another time. If that's the case, I hope they go 6-10. and 10. No, just kidding. But <laughs> that's all the time we got. This is getting out of control. Guys, thanks for listening. Peace out. Have a good night.